Welcome to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena and today I'm joined by the fabulous, fantastic and wonderful Melissa Brain. Hello. Melissa is the author of eight full-length novels and she's writing on approximately three books a year at the moment, which will make Tara a very, very happy girl, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I listened to Tara's podcast with Melissa earlier in the year and I was like, okay, that's it. It's settled. I have to have her on my podcast. It's just that simple. She's just too nice to not have her on my podcast and so she very kindly agreed and I'm now... Skyping with her. Are you kidding? I was thrilled when you asked. I thought it would be so much fun. So I'm glad we're finally doing this. Yes. And so I asked Melissa which top 10 list she would like to do. And of course, she chose a very brilliant topic, which is girl next door novels. Of course, this had me panicked and stressed. But while it's a fantastic topic, it is not something that I generally tag in my review. So it wasn't an easy list to put together. However, I forged ahead and came up with some... <laughs> fantastic novels but I cheated a little because I didn't do the traditional girl next door as in the type of character I did sometimes I did that sometimes I chose literally the person who lived next door to the other person and a romance that ensued I love that. that was my take on the whole thing so how did you choose your books what was your criteria well, it was hard. It was, you know, I suggested the topic, which is, um, it's a character type that I'm really drawn to, and I love to read characters with girl next door types in them. But, you know, it depends on who you talk to, what the definition is. I was on a panel once where we did discuss uh, the character type, and it seemed like each panelist had a different idea of the concept and, and what that meant. Um, for me, when I think of like a girl next door, I go to. And I don't know if you know the, this comic, Sheena. Do you know Archie comics? Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, the Betty, Veronica, and Archie triangle. Betty is the girl next door. She's, Absolutely. you know, likable and approachable and sweet and honest and unassuming. Um, and, and a lot of times when you see a girl next door in romance, they're often friends first. And they don't see the girl next door coming as they're, you know, the person that they're going to fall in love with, which is, uh, is pretty cool as well but the girl next door is you know not somebody who's ever going to force her presence on you um sometimes she's written as the foil to somebody who's a little bit more promiscuous and they're often you know paired romantically with either a playgirl or a playboy depending on what book you're reading and uh they wind up being the antidote to that freewheeling lifestyle and so they they can serve a very noble purpose as well but i think at the heart of it all no matter how you describe it they're never a mean-spirited character um i think so for me i was looking at these different books and the criteria i was applying is was this a likable character did i want to be friends with them did i find myself rooting for them above all others and uh, if, if it met those basic things, it got tossed into the pile for choosing favorites later. Mm. I think that's well said. The sweet, dependable, and generally pretty, but not... Yes, not the most gorgeous one in the room, but very attractive and probably grows more attractive the more you get to know her. Yes, because the, the personality is so key to the girl next door. Very true, very true. Okay, cool. So the first one I chose is First Position by Melissa Braden. I don't know if you might have heard of her. I don't know who that girl is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason I chose this is because it's the two characters live across the hall from each other, but it's it's arguably one of the best audiobooks I've listened to this year so far. And I know it was didn't come out this year, 
But Tara and I did a podcast earlier in the year, and we did a Thawing the Ice Queen podcast, and she made me listen to this audiobook, and I'm so happy she did, because it's just brilliant. I'm happy she did, too. I have to put the check in the mail to Tara. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read the synopsis without butchering it too much, I hope. Anastasia's a rising star of the New York City Ballet. She sacrificed creature comforts, a social life, as well as her own physical well-being for perfection in dance. Even her reputation as the Ice Queen doesn't faze her. Though Anna's at the peak of her career, competition from a new and noteworthy dancer puts all she's worked for in jeopardy. While Natalie has shown herself to be a prodigy when it comes to ballet, she much prefers modern dance and living on her own terms. Life is too short for anything else. However, when the opportunity to dance for the New York City Ballet is thrust upon her, it's not like she can say no. Dealing with the company's uptight lead is another story, however, and when the two are forced to work side by side, sparks begin to fly on stage and off. And so why it made this list, apart from the fact that it's completely brilliant, is because it's a charming story of two women who are really different, and yet they're drawn to one another with a power that can't be denied even when tragedy occurs. Plus, they live literally across the hall from each other. They do. Well done. <laughs> so this is my absolutely top pick for this list. All right, I'll take it. Um, no, I'm happy to have the book included. I love that. Um, I'm getting a little blushed right now. Okay. All right, so my number one is the, the character of Lily Stewart from the book Without Warning by K.G. McGregor. Um, this was a book that I read years back and um, was absolutely captivated by, and I'll read the blurb so that everyone can hear about Without Warning. So here it is. On a day that begins like any other, a violent earthquake strikes Los Angeles, plunging the region into chaos. Two strangers, trapped in a collapsed shopping mall, find each other amid the rubble and join forces to escape. Hampered by injury and darkness, they dig and claw their way through one crumbled store after another, emerging long after most have given up hope for survivors. The ordeal leaves both women shaken, but their shared triumph sets them on a life-changing course together, igniting a connection like neither has ever known. So that's the premise for the book. In our characters, we have Lily Stewart, who, you know, she she's someone who's abandoned too many times by people that she's trusted and she has trouble really believing that Anna would see something in her and so she's a bit of an underdog and uh, she kind of harkens back to what we talked about a bit earlier whereas she's pretty but she's not the most gorgeous girl in the room and I think to a certain extent that's shaken not <laughs> the pun there shaken her <laughs> self-confidence <laughs> Because Anna, who she's paired with romantically, is that most gorgeous woman in the room, and she's tall and statuesque, and, and so I think that leaves Lily struggling a bit. But what's great about her is she's incredibly funny, and she there's a spark that comes with her that draws attention, and Anna sees that right from the beginning, and that's what brings them together. So it is a, it's actually a series. There's four of the books, but the one that I, I chose was when we first meet Lily, which is the first book in the series. Fantastic. So why did this one make the top of your list? 
Uh, I think it goes back to that likability factor. This is somebody that I would want to be in a room with or I'd want to watch a movie with. And uh, she's interesting enough through her humor that you want to follow her story. And um, she's very much the, the Betty from the Archie comics. So I think one of the reasons she floated at the top of the list was just how well she fit the definition. At least my definition, like we talked about, everyone's is a little different. Fantastic. Okay, my second one is Hidden Truths by Jay. Ah, okay. Okay, so this story is a story about coming to terms with who you are because the girl who moved in next door is irresistible. So the description I'm going to read is actually not the Amazon description because I didn't like that one. So it's, it's a combination of Tara's description and my description. Hendrika has nothing left after her best friend Johanna dies. She loses her job and is kicked out of the boarding house where she's living. Nothing left, that is, but the ticket from Boston to Oregon that Joe was sent by a man expecting his mail-order bride. With nothing but her meager belongings in a carpet bag and trepidation for taking a dead woman's place at a stranger's side, she hops on the train to begin her journey. When she arrives at the ranch, she discovers that her husband-to-be has left the ranch on a journey to deliver some horses. But she's welcomed in by the resident ranch owners, the Hamiltons, and she meets Amy, their oldest daughter, and a force of nature in her own right. Amy's hiding the fact that she's drawn to women in a way that she thinks is unnatural, and when Hendrika arrives on the scene, she's left reeling. The more times Hendrika and Amy spend together, the stronger their attraction becomes. Hendrika is the girl next door. She's not a, a quintessential girl next door in that she's not... Uh, super sweet she's actually got her own secrets that she's hiding but I, I get the feeling that she's the kind of person that once she releases the baggage she will be much more of the girl next door and Amy is not at all the girl next door but they live next to each other so that's why this one made it on the list I gotta say I love the way you say ranch you said ranch it's very nice see now I can't even think about how I actually say it Overthink it just know that it was very 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 nice well done Shall we proceed to my number two? Yes, please. Okay. So for my number two, I'm going to go with the book All That Matters by Susan Maher. I don't know if you've read that one or not, Sheena. It's a favorite of mine. And the, the character I chose for Girl Next Door is the character of Kylie McKenzie. If I'm being specific, I should say Dr. Kylie McKenzie because she is a physician. Let me read you the blurb for that book. Uh, for all that matters, the blurb is, Life is going damn well for Blair Spencer. She's a very successful real estate agent, happily married to a man, who encourages her to live the independent life she loves, and they're actually working to have a baby. The wrench in the works is that Blair favors adoption, while her husband David desperately wants to have a biological child. The fates are against them, and they finally seek the help of a group of reproductive specialists. One of the doctors, a surgeon named Kylie McKenzie, eventually becomes a good friend to Blair, and she needs all of the friends she can get when things start to go horribly wrong at home. As her marriage teeters on the brink of collapse, she relies more and more on Kylie's friendship. Kylie's happily gay. Blair's happily straight, but the way they structure their relationship leads friends and family to privately question whether the pair is setting themselves up for heartache. They eventually come to a crossroads which could either destroy their friendship or turn it into what each of them has been seeking. The question is whether each woman can change her view of herself and her needs. The answer is all that matters. All right, so 
when I think about why I chose a character like Kylie for this list, I, I think I would have to go with how big her heart is. And I, I spoke earlier about how sometimes the girl next door is set up to be the friend at first that the love interest really never saw coming. And, and that's very much this book. And, and it's one of the reasons I think the relationship is so strong is because it begins with a, a friendship that blossoms into a really like a best friendship and then blossoms to more and so I think it starts with a really strong foundation um but but about Kylie she's like I said she's a physician so she's successful she's caring friendly she's given giving um and and she's there for Blair when her life kind of falls apart and uh, goes out of her way and puts her own feelings off to the side to be there for her good friend who she's at the same time falling very much in love with. And so this is another one where you get behind this character and, and you root for her and you kind of cringe along with her when you think her little heart might get stomped on. And then you smile when you see her start to get the things that she wants in life. And, and um, she's just a really well-drawn character. And I applaud Susan Maher for writing her. And it doesn't sound like the marriage breaks up because of the love interest between the two women. No, it breaks up independent of that, yeah. I like that. It always irks me a little bit when a marriage, even a heterosexual marriage, I'm not a huge fan of that sort of storyline. Yeah, busting up a couple is never a good thing, which is one of the reasons it works best in this book is that they have their own set of issues. And then um, it's not like we're jumping into a romance immediately after that. We move into a friendship and then we get to watch how that I don't want to give anything away, but the twists and turns that that friendship takes that leads them, you know, down the path to love. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds fab. All right. Okay, so my number three pick is The Roundabout by Jerry Hill. So I've just finished listening to this audiobook, and it's just so sweet. It's an enemies to lovers. So basically it's about Megan and Leah. So Megan owns the barn grill in a gay-friendly Eureka Springs, and is labeled as playing hard to get because she <laughs> she won't date any of the local women. And then Leah rents the shop next door to the girl and moves in there. So they, they're next door to each other. The first time they meet each other, Megan and Leah argue over a parking place. And sparks fly between the two of them. But then they find themselves in an interesting situation where... They make a deal to pretend to date so that the other woman in the town will stop trying to date them. You know, romance occurs. And so it's very sweet. And it's a lovely audiobook, and you should all go listen to it. And that's my number three pick. I've heard of this book. I've not had a chance to read it yet. So uh, it's good to hear that description and to hear a little bit about it. Very cool. All right. So... Number three, I guess we're we're moving down the list. I'm going with the book, and this was one of the one of the first books I've read when I uh, fell into reading lesbian fiction. I didn't even know it existed, and then came across these books, and it was amazing. And one of the early ones I read that really stuck with me was Too Close to Touch by Georgia Beers. And uh, the character that I've chosen is the girl next door. I think if you've read the book, you would know right off that it is Kylie O'Brien, who is everybody's best friend. And so here, here's the blurb from that book. Life gets complicated when love turns out to be nothing like you expected, and the woman you want is too close to touch. Gretchen Kaiser is a workaholic corporate honcho with issues. She's got daddy issues. She's got female executive in a man's world issues. And she's got one night stand issues. 
What she doesn't have are love issues. She isn't looking for it, and she doesn't feel she needs it, and she doesn't expect to find it. Certainly not right under her nose. Kylie O'Brien is the kind of girl who believes in true love and is willing to wait until it shows up at her door. Her best friend Mick would sweep her off her feet given the chance, but Mick doesn't make Kylie feel the way true love should. And now Kylie has to worry about her new boss, Gretchen's icy reserve, makes life as her administrative assistant a challenge. It doesn't matter one damn bit that Gretchen is extremely attractive with a voice as rich and smooth as melted chocolate. It absolutely doesn't. So, yeah, Kylie was an easy choice for me, and it might go back to the fact that, like I said, it was one of the early books that I read, and it's just very, very close to my heart. But the character, all these years later, has stayed very alive and vivid in my head, which is a testament to um, how she was fleshed out and written on the page. And she's a romantic, and she's waiting for that happily ever after and believes that it's going to happen one day, and she's on the lookout for it. But She's everybody's best friend. She walks into a room and she's life of the party and she lights up the place and um, everyone wants to hang out with her. And she's got her dog who she loves and uh, she she's kind of the full cuddly package. And um, when you place her up against Gretchen, who is, you know, powerful and, and the boss, she really gets a chance to be that yin and yang, that give and take. And to see those two come together is just a lot of fun on the page. I like having a Georgia Beers on the list. I think it's a good choice. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Have you read that one yet? I probably have, but it would have been a while ago. Yeah, it, it was a it was an earlier release for sure. Yeah. No, I've read a lot of books, but I have Swiss cheese brain. So most memories are stored in the holes in my brain. So... <laughs> That's how it works, Gina. That's how it works. Okay, my number four pick is All I Want for Christmas by Claire Lydon. This is an adorable friends-to-lovers romance. Not only are they roommates, and so they live next door to each other. Tori's also a sweetheart that everybody kind of loves. So she fits the, the profile on both. Gotcha. Okay, so the blurb goes. This Christmas, Tori Hammond is on a mission to find love. Her ideal presence under the tree would be a shiny new girlfriend. So, Tori gives herself one month to find that special lady by December 25th. Christmas spells romance and she's going to grab some. The book literally starts on the 25th of November. And she sits down with her friend Holly and they have a conversation. And she says, okay, I'm going to go get a girlfriend. And so Holly's like, okay, but, you know, how are you going to get a girlfriend? And so Tori's like, it must be possible. And so this is the adventure that she goes on and the many, many very awful dates in order to find this romance. And it's just absolutely charming. It's beautifully written. Lydon is hilarious to read. She puts her characters in the most awkward situations. And her description of London is, London takes on its own character in this book. And it's just, it's beautiful and wonderful and definitely a must read. You know, I have not read Claire yet, but you're making me want to like, grab that book and read it right now. I love books where cities serve as as a primary character right there among everyone else. Um, so that's great. That's a great review right there. Started on November the 25th. I don't know. Right. There's something very awesome about starting a book on the day that the book starts. I, oh, yeah. I think that, that would uh, add a whole new textured backdrop to it if you're going through that same time period. Yeah, that's good advice. I will do it. Thank you, Sheena. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, what's your number four pick? 
on to number four. Um, I, I chose Wasted Heart by Lynn Galley. Um, I hope I said that right. I think I said her last name right. She's an author that I always find so funny and rich and engaging. And um, I, I chose the character of Osti Nunziata. And uh, here's the blurb from that book. It says, Osti Nunziata has spent two years pining for her married best friend and about the same amount of time berating herself for it. In fact, she's so adept at trying to stamp out her feelings that she could probably write a how-to guide on the subject. One, move 3,000 miles away from your best friend. Two, get a time-consuming job so you don't have time to think about your best friend. Three, hang out with the new friends who aren't anywhere as enchanting as your best friend. Four, get involved with a striking woman who is smart, sexy, caring, and most importantly, available, unlike your best friend. Five, hope the new love interest doesn't find out about your pathetic best friend obsession before you have time to replace it with actual life-altering love. Even following her own step-by-step -step process, Austin may not be able to redirect all of her misguided feelings. Becoming involved with Elise Bridie helps her realize her, how pointless her pining has been. But when Elise suspects that she harbors feelings for someone else, will their new love survive the unrequited infatuation of Austin's fantasies? So that's the blurb. And um, as you can tell just from reading that, um, Ostia is very much infatuated and in love with her best friend as the book opens. And it I don't know if you're a musical theater fan at all, but it reminds me a little bit of the character of Eponine in Les Mis, who's pining after Cosette and Marius. Well, in that particular narrative, um, we never see Eponine get her own, own love interest off to the side. But we get that in Wasted Heart and we get to see the underdog who we love and enjoy. And, and that's another thing that the character of Osti employs humor as well. She's a very funny character. It's told as a first person narrative. So you get very much inside her head. But in this particular story, you do get to see her venture out and find her own love interest in Elise. And Elise is, you know, beautiful and gorgeous. And she was a former model. And so she's technically a little bit out of Osti's league, but Elise sees in, in Osti what we the reader see in her and that she's got this heart of gold and she's deserving of love just like everyone else. And so getting to watch Osti battle, you know, her, her own feelings for her best friend Willa and learn that what she's experiencing with Elise is so much more real and powerful and, and relevant to who she is. It, it's a great unraveling, if you will. So I highly recommend Wasted Heart. That sounds great. It is. It's a great book. It's also a fabulous blurb. Authors, if you're listening to this, take a page out of that blurb. I often yeah. find that blurbs are not well written. They tend to stay super general. And, and one of the reasons I wonder is because they're often written so early on because to meet the publishing deadlines and the distribution deadlines, you're winding up turning in blurbs. But sometimes a four-year story is fully uh, fleshed out and written and edited. So you're, you wind up staying a little more general. What's great about this blurb is how specific it is. And, and it really does pull you in. So kudos on that one. Great book. That's exactly it. Well, if that's the process, then publishers need to relook at the process because your blurb is your selling tool after your cover. So what happens is somebody looks at the cover, says, mm, this looks kind of like the romance type that I want. Then they start reading the blurb. And then when, when they're reading the blurb, that you're right about the specific. I'd never thought about that. But yes, you're right about that because what happens is that ticks. Okay, so that's that ticks... Oh, pining for, for a best friend. Yes, I definitely want that kind of book. 
oh, she gets, it's a romance. Yes, I definitely want that kind of book. Ooh, but there's going to be this, this kind of conflict. Oh, that's the book I want to read. So yes, great book. Yeah, it outlines it all for you right there. So everybody check it out. Very cool. My final pick from me is Poppy Jenkins by Claire Ashton. Ah. You have a reaction. What's the reaction? Explain that to me. The thing I have to be—I have to be honest. It's next on my to-read list, so it's the book I'm going to pick up next. But I haven't been so excited about a book in so long. So even just hearing you say the title, just just from what I'm reading, other people say about the book, I already feel like I love it before I've read it. I love the cover. I love the blurb. I love the premise. I love what it seems to be doing to people and the way it affects them when they read the book. And so. Um, I'm just I'm chomping at the bit to get to it. So even hear, hearing you mention, it gets me excited. It's a terrible book. Don't go in with expectations. <laughs> I love it. You're you're gonna make me yeah. That's you're, you're you're gonna make me love it even more. Okay. Well, this book is actually about the ultimate girl next door. Poppy Jenkins is. You can't get more girl next door than Poppy Jenkins because she is the town sweetheart. She is lovely she makes everybody smile she's the heart of wells which is a beautiful village in mid wales she has a doting family a little sister with a nose for mischief but she's the only gay in the village and it's a long time since she kissed a girl and the chance of romance in sleepy wells is very rare if she doesn't think too hard life is cozy until a smart sports car barrels into town with the last woman poppy wants to see behind the wheel the beautiful Rosalind Thorne was once Poppy's high school BFF, even though she was trouble. Then one day she abandoned Wells and Poppy without explanation. Now the high flyer is back and bound to cause fresh havoc in the village and with Poppy's heart. And folks are not happy. Wells needs to wake up to the 21st century and Rosalind can help. But old prejudices die hard. And if they can be friends, it could be the chance to make everyone's happy ever after. This book, you know, it's a funny thing for me, but once in a lifetime, a person will read a book that profoundly moves you. And you know what I love about Lesvik? I love about Lesvik that there are so many of those books. Mm -hmm. Because I used to read hetero novels back in the day before I discovered all the wonders that are lesbian fiction. And in the last... Three years, I can comfortably say I, I have not picked up a heterosexual book at all. I've only concentrated on lesbic because there's just, mm, there's so much brilliance in it. And this book, this book is one of those. And the only reason it's number five and not higher up on the list is because it's been on like so many of my lists already. But I couldn't have a girl next door list without this one. So you love the book, but you don't want to spoil it too too much. <laughs> I mean, like spoil it rotten, I mean, by putting it at the top of all the lists. I see. Well, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a terrible tendency of promoting all my favorite books on my list because they're just such good books. Well, that makes so, sense. They, they, they should be know, promoted. Yes, except that readers will get bored because I'm always promoting the same books. I see, I see. Well, maybe that'll just be more encouragement for them to listen to you. So. Okay, so so what is your, your fifth book? My number five is Just Jory by Robin Alexander, who is a hysterically 
funny author who, if you haven't read and you're, you're looking for your spirits to be raised and you're looking for a good laugh, that she is an author that you want to turn to and pick up. And so the character is Jory Andalini, and I'll, I'll read you the blurb here. Some people believe that special someone is out there just waiting to be found. Jory Andalini is one of those people and has spent a lot of time envisioning that moment. She bumps into a woman at a grocery store. The woman drops a can of peas. Jory picks it up. Their eyes meet and two souls connect. But it's actually a wasted trip to New York, a snowstorm, and a canceled flight home that puts her in the path of Lena Vaughn. Lena has found fault in every man she's ever dated. Her dream of finding a husband is dwindling with every year that passes. Despite what her friends say, Lena doesn't believe she has a fear of commitment. She simply hasn't found a man she wanted to commit to. It comes as a surprise that, in fact, it is a woman who stirs those desires. For Lena, it's not really a matter of sexuality. It's just jewelry. That's a good blurb, too. I like that one. Um, and, and so, yes. yeah, I, I chose... Jory, if you've read the book, you know that that she's a rather big breath of fresh air into Lena's buttoned-up lifestyle. She makes her see life differently from a new and exciting perspective. And, you know, that's a word that comes to mind when you think about Jory is, is fresh and, and vivacious and full of life. And, and she's funny and, uh, you know, I hate to overuse the term life of the party, but she's a little bit of that too. And I think it's just what Lena needs at that time in her life. And and so she definitely fits the girl next door profile, even if it's not one that we see coming necessarily. Um, she She's a vivacious girl next door. So th- mm. it's a great book. That, that's one you've read as well, right, Sheena? Loved it. Also made a whole bunch of my top 10 lists and it was very close to being on this one. <laughs> I'm glad I did it for you then. <laughs> Didn't have to take one of your slots. <laughs> and listen to the audiobook because the narrator is hmm. Like if I could choose one narrator to have a voice crash on, it would be her. All right. Good. I'll have to check that out. I haven't I haven't listened to the audiobook. I just read it on my own, but uh I will circle back around to it at some point. Check that out. Cool beans. Okay. Now you have five bonus books and I have Three bonus books. This is our top 101 list instead of our top 10 list, but it's all good. I could have kept going and going and going. I could have I could have given you 100 easily, but uh, so it's hard narrowing it down, which is why I'm glad that there's a bonus book uh, possibility. <laughs> so you start, and then we'll go you, me, then we'll even out nicely. So one of mine that made the bonus was The Devil Inside from the Devil series, Alley Valley. You wouldn't expect there'd be a girl next door anywhere near that series because of how dark it is, but there really is. Hiding out in there is uh, Kane Casey's wife, Emma Casey, who she's the calming force in the life of the crazy mobster. She had, you know, Kane Casey's the badass mobster, the most that ever lived. But Emma is that girl that centers her, that brings her back to earth. And so this, she's highly enjoyable. So that's one. Brilliant. And I love the dynamic between the two main characters. It's mm-hmm. epic. And not something I've ever seen before in terms of the way they're written. Exactly. Good choice. Thank you. So my first bonus is from Amy. Because, you know, Amy and Tara couldn't not put their recommendations on the list. So, okay. It's Totally Worth It by Maggie Cummings. And I'm going to read the blurb because I actually haven't read this book. Welcome to the world of Bay West Social. 20-something Meg is all about her career when her house hunt unexpectedly lands her at Bay West, a lesbian mecca tucked away in the suburbs of New York City. 
And her social life is given a turbo boost. There's a pool, a softball league, even a nightclub practically in her backyard. In this loaded environment, finding the right girl just got a lot more interesting. That's Amy's pick. She says it's brilliant. She says it's a girl next door, age gap, and melting or throwing the ice queen. Keep, keep an eye on that Maggie coming. She's a, she's an up-and-coming, very good author, so there'll be more from her. I actually like her. Mm-hmm. All the interactions we've had have been really nice. Yes, she tells a fantastic story. I'm sure I'll get around to reading her at some point. You will, you will, I'm sure. All right, so another bonus book for me would be Too Late I Love You by Kiki Archer. And uh, I'm going with the character of Maria on that one. She is the most friendly individual right off the bat, not to mention that um, she she's good-looking and a little bit glamorous, but not too glamorous that she can't fit the girl-next-door profile because she likes kicking back and having coffee and going to play groups. Um, and, and so she's got a down to earth quality enough that qualifies her and that's a really fun book so if you haven't read that book definitely pick it up someday oh i love i love kiki archer's work she manages the right balance of very sweet with unexpected and throw in a nice sprinkle of humor yes all right so tara tara had two picks and the first one is strawberry summer by this this wonderful author melissa braden i don't know if you i'm sure you've heard of her (laughs) okay so can you give us a quick a quick rundown of what this one's about. Yeah, uh, I have the blurb here for you. I'll, I'll race through it. Maggie Berenger didn't have an easy adolescence. She hated her name, was less than popular in school, and was always cast aside as the farm kid. However, with the arrival of Courtney Carrington, Margaret's youth sparked into color. Courtney was smart, beautiful, and put together everything Margaret wasn't. Who would have imagined that they'd fit together so perfectly? But first loves can scar. Margaret hasn't seen Courtney in years, and that's for the best. But when Courtney loses her father and returns to Tanner Peak to take control of the family store, Margaret comes face to face with her past and the woman she's tried desperately to forget. The fact that Courtney has grown up more beautiful than ever certainly doesn't help matters. Uh, so it's a, it's a reunion story, and it takes place um, over many years in their life. And so we follow the couple throughout their coming of age into their adulthood. Nice. It's definitely moved to top of my reading list. Oh, good. Glad to hear that. (laughs) Okay, what's your next bonus? Okay, I'm going, next one of my bonus picks would be The Long Way Home by Rachel Spangler, and I'm going with the character of Beth Devereaux. She's a very likable character. Um, and in fact, if you glance at the reviews for that book, everybody mentions how much they enjoy Beth specifically and how much they like her. And she's lost a lot in her life. She lost her family. She's not out. She's still closeted in a small town. And, and so you want little Beth to kind of find her wings and grow and, and, and blossom. And she does over the course of that book. And she's a perfect um, balance to, to Rory, who comes back into town with a lot more confidence and bravado than Beth had. So um, she's a character that stuck with me in my memory. Okay, so Tara's next bonus is Always Alex by Robin Alexander. I can see some themes happening here. Right. Okay, so Dana grew up tossing coins in a well, hoping her wishes would come true. But the candy fountain, puppy, and love never seemed to manifest. At 18, she left her hometown, longing to be free of her father's chokehold on her life, and with a heart full of dreams she hoped would come true. Years later, she's forced to return home with at least one granted wish, her daughter, Sydney. Alex stood at Dana's side for years, tossing her coins into the well, making the same wish each time, a secret plea that she refused to reveal even to her best friend. Time and maturity insisted that she give up on her one fervent desire, 
but her heart never would. Reunited as adults, both women realized that maybe there was magic in the well after all. Oh, that sounds very yes. sweet. Yes, it does. I love that. And what was the title of that one again? Always Alex by Robin Alexander. Oh. All right. Yes, yeah. Jory and Always Alex. I wonder if they know each other. I bet they do. I'm telling myself they do. <laughs> okay. Next up for me, I have uh, the book Lessons. I, I don't know if I say the author's name correctly, but I'm going to try it. By um, Kim Protekel, or yeah, I think that's it. But the book is Lessons, and I'm going with the character of Dagny Robertson. So basically, Dagny, it was the other character, Chase's babysitter growing up. There's a six-year age gap, but she always kind of, growing up, Chase had a crush on Dagny, and then she runs into her again um, when she goes away to college. And uh, it's a coming of age for sure, but the character of Dagny is so giving, so steadfast in her support of Chase as she's kind of growing up and figuring out who she is and what her sexuality is that you can't help but fall in love with her yourself. And she's a character that I did find myself falling in love with and just thought she was awesome. And I haven't read that book, I guess it's been 10 years, but I still remember it so well, which says a lot about the book and the storytelling. Nice. Age Gap is also quite a favorite um, subgenre in the lesbian world. Well, and if you think about this one, it you know, six years, it's not that big of an age gap, but when it happens at, a key, at that little juncture of life, you know, when you're younger it seems like more uh so yeah. six years back then is a much bigger deal than than if it's later in life absolutely okay and your last one my last one was i mean how can we have a list without radcliffe on it somewhere right so my last bonus would be uh safe harbor by radcliffe and the character of tori king who people love tori um is a, a doctor and and she is kind and giving, but she's stubborn and smart too. And uh, so she's she's matched up with Reese in a perfect pairing for the ages that uh, that keep people buying the Provincetown tales. But uh, it, it's her once again. We come back to that that big heart, and um, you know Tori has a bit of a past, and and she's she's broken to a certain extent. But I think Reese helps bring her around again, and uh, it's a great great read, especially if you like the the city of Provincetown, then you want to pick up at that book because it is a, an, an ode, a love letter to, to Provincetown, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Reese is such a wonderful character too, though. But I, I love Radcliffe's butch characters. I think she just does them so beautifully. Yes, Reese is that heart of gold, that tough character, but uh, who's a softy inside, which is a nice a nice matchup in a character. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sheena, for having me. I had a great time discussing one of my favorite topics. And like I said, I could have gone on and on and on with with more and more books. I I wish we could talk about them all, but unfortunately, it's not physically possible. I think this this is an epic list. So I think listeners will be very happy with it. (laughs) Well, I picked up some new reads, so that's great. Where can people find you? Um, right here in my study. No, <laughs> uh, they can find my books uh, anywhere books are sold, but you can check out what's going on new with me at melissabraden.com. I'm very active on Facebook. I would love to be friends um, and Twitter and Instagram as well. So uh, got some exciting things coming up and I'm looking forward to that. Just on a, on a side note, go look at Melissa Braden's website. It's www.melissabraden.com. Epic website. Authors, go look at her website as to how you should do a website. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. 
very helpful information. Your books are listed nice and easily for me to find and buy and want to try. And everything is, is great on your website. So thank you very wow. much. Thank you, Sheena, for having me. I had a blast. You've been listening to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena. Today, Melissa Braden joined me. We did the 10 best girl next door novels. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe on iTunes, Podbean and Stitcher. iTunes in particular because it helps others find us. You can also join me on Facebook at the Lesbian Talk Show Podcast Chat Group. Maybe it's just the Lesbian Talk Show Chat Group. It's possibly that. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. So how many are you averaging now a year? Because you started, what, publishing in 2012 or so? 2011, uh, I guess. 2011, the first book came out. And at that point, I was doing one a year because I had a full-time job. And, and it, there was, you know, a lot going on. And uh, then I slowly moved to, like, one every eight months and then six months. And now it's three a year for me. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, every, every few months there'll be a book from me. <laughs> well, I know that's going to make a lot of people very happy. That would be great. I would like to make them very happy.